Smartcast. You are listening to a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. In the last 5 years of my work life, with every appraisal or a job change, I find myself being asked the same question by my family, relatives and even some close friends. Have I touched the rupees 1 lakh salary mark or that am I in the six figure salary club? Though I have never asked them back what the rupees 1 lakh represents, it is safe to assume that it is seen as a yardstick of a successful career for young workers. And I'm sure that many of you listening to this podcast must have also been asked this question. But on the flip side, I have also been part of conversations where people making this kind of money say that as flashy as it sounds on paper, 1 lakh is no big deal when it comes to managing your finances with it and that they ought to be earning much more to lead a better lifestyle so i spoke to many young professionals in different cities about the kind of lifestyle a 1 to 1.2 lakh monthly salary is getting them hi i am shipra from mint's personal finance team and welcome back to why not mint money in today's episode some young professionals will share how they manage with the 1 lakh salary that has been a benchmark for a successful career hi welcome to why not mint money a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth so let's get started on your money journey surya chaudhary from hyderabad has joined me he is 28 years old and works as a consultant with an mnc surya has completed his engineering degree from a college in dehradun and has worked across startups and corporates in different roles hi surya welcome to why not mint money thank you shebra thank you for having me So Surya when did you start working and at what salary and how many years did it take you to reach the 1 lakh figure So uh Shipra I actually completed my degree in 2015 and then only I started working and uh I believe at that at that moment I was getting somewhere around uh, 28000 in hand So that was it and after that actually uh, it took me somewhere around 5 uh, years for me to reach this benchmark of we call 1 lakh rupees for us so yes i think it is yes it's 5 uh, years for me because 2020 is uh, when i joined the other company and they gave they gave me this offer of 1 lakh rupees so you say that you know it's a benchmark so now that you have Uh, you know cross the benchmark how does it look to you what kind of lifestyle does it look to you you know what it it actually is uh, all about mindset so i i think if you know whenever we visit the malls we always see 2499 right so and not 2500 it actually looks like that we are getting we are getting the stuff for a lesser price not at a higher price mm-hmm. so 1 lakh is something like that it seems like that you are getting a lot of money in your hand but it yes it is uh, always the similar just like you know you are getting like 90000 and just plus 10000 more it doesn't change your lifestyle a lot you know good enough money that you are making but it always depends upon how you are spending so obviously it is a benchmark for people to reach but i don't get fascinated with this actually because uh, i live in hyderabad city and it takes a lot of money for us so what you said about you know it being a fascinating figure and i i mean i would like to guess that even when you started your career it would have been a fascinating figure for you and now that you have achieved it what does it look like compared to what you would have thought it would be 
so uh, you know what this fascinating yes of course it's a fascinating figure and when i thought of making this money i was i believe i was in college ke okay after some time i'll be having this much money coming into my account but at that moment my spending was nothing i used to spend somewhere around 10000 or max to max 15000 including all the things in a month right but now when i'm here i'm making you know 1 lakh figure into my account every month I, my spending has grown at a huge level i spend at a lot of places that i don't even so i don't even think that what is getting saved into my account as such right so on the first the first day of the month there are a lot of uh, accounts which are you know where i just have to pay my money and then i have to look after okay oh, this is something left uh, for us to you know keep uh, going ahead for the month so obviously it's fascinating but i believe not that fascinating when you see the reality of it <laughs> right that's very interesting uh, so surya why don't you give me a rough breakdown of you know how do you spend your salary in a month if you have dependents or if you know you said that you live completely on your own so how much of it goes yeah. to rent utilities etc etc why don't you give me that breakdown so uh, shipra absolutely so uh, i would tell you as i said ki you know it it actually depends upon the person who is how they are spending it so if i can think of a situation where i would be living with my parents in agra and if i am still making 1 lakh rupees and i i'm not thinking of anything or side hustle about it then i really believe that this would have been good enough for me but if you are really looking into what kind of expenditures that i have i have my side hustle going on and every month that that takes somewhere around of you know 20 to 30% of my salary going into my uh, company okay there there are people who are working there there are, you know uh, a lot of extra expenditures which is happening there but still i'll tell you how how it actually looks for me so around you know uh, i have if i can think of uh shipra do you want it in percentage or you want somewhere on how much figures i spend there i think percentage should be fine because that gives a you know picture of how much is going where okay perfect so you know if i what i can think of uh, somewhere around 30% goes into uh, my rent to maids the people who are working at my house utilities and bills that goes there directly and uh, yes nowadays when i work in a consultant i have to go out every day so i have to keep this thing uh, miscellaneous uh, expenditures for me obviously uh, on the side that is petrol uh, eating out most of the time and uh, meeting with the clients i spend somewhere around 5 to 10% there so cutting out of my extra office uh, expenditure which i would say let's say 25% for me vacations uh, i don't do much so i would say in a 2 3 months 5% would be suffice for me to somewhere go somewhere out i have my dependents i give i i transfer there uh, on an average of uh, 15 to 20% every month which is there what i can think of sometimes there there is a if there is some emergency i transfer extra so 
if I'm saving somewhere, I have somewhere around, yes, if according to what I can think of, I have saved with an average of uh, 10% or something. So these are the figures actually, but uh, you know what, it, it actually goes ups and downs plus minus 5-10% some month or the other. Yeah, that's how it looks. Right. So the 10% saving figure that you gave me, uh, I want to know yeah. a little more about it, you know, whether you're saving it for, for emergencies, short-term needs, or, you know, say you want to buy a big gadget after a few months, or are you saving for wealth creation or for a for a long-term goal, you know, which is far into the future, but you want to start saving right now? What do you save for? Okay, okay. so uh, I don't actually save according to what I'm going to buy in future. I save if uh, in, in, in case of emergency funds, plus if I have to invest somewhere. So this, so as I told you that for the for the side as well, I don't uh, do investment plus savings on a different uh, page. Savings is something you know from which I do all the things for me. So if I'm saving, I might invest that money, some part of the money into the investment. I might keep some for emergency funds. Sometimes I might put uh, extra money into that. Sometimes I I put less money in there. So there's no as such figure that I'm targeting it, it's just the side money that I have to keep for, you know, for anything that I I, I do every month or I might require uh, down down the line in future. Right. So from what I understand, I think side hustle that you're talking about takes up a lot of your money. Um, yes. Right. So if not for that, you know, if that money was to free up, <laughs> where do you think you would be spending mm. it? Okay, so if I would have that much free free money in my hand, I would be investing it for sure. Because uh, everything else, uh, you know, my utilities, my miscellaneous uh, expenditures, all things are taken care of well enough uh, with how I am doing right now. So all that money I would be totally investing into <laughs> maybe, uh, you know, uh, stock market or anywhere where I would be making more money with that money. Right. Yeah. Do you do you have any loans, any EMIs that you're paying? Yes, I have one. I have a, a education loan, which I pay every month. That's somewhere around uh, around 8,000 if I'm not wrong. That all directly goes from my account. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, even though you have partly answered this question, uh, but I want to ask yeah. them, that with rising inflation and rising lifestyle aspirations, living in a metro all on your own, uh, if you were to have a family, if you were to think about a family, do you think rupees one lakh would be enough? Shipra, uh, for sure, if I if you are looking for this answer just from me, and if my words would be sufficed, then I believe not that this is not, uh, you know, the benchmark that I would, you know, uh, give to myself to start a family. I am at least to, you know, I'm, I really want to see myself at somewhere on making minimum of 3, 3.5 for me to, you know, go in that phase. Uh, because one lakh is good, good enough as I, uh, you know, as I told you that just for one dependent if having two people or three people over you and your parents are there and you have emergency funds to pay it with the lifestyle that i am living on where i have my, i have my side hustle going on one leg is not good enough 
at all so obviously right. i wouldn't suggest to anyone to go with it right so just one more thing you know i'm curious you said that you come from agra which is a small town yeah. so uh, yeah. how does your 1 lakh salary is perceived among your family and your relatives back in agra okay so you know uh, for them it is still a good big figure because whenever i tell them okay you know we i so i'll give you one real life example so whenever i tell them that i'm going to play badminton it cost me 400 rupees for an hour sometimes they think of like why are you spending it there you can play outside somewhere it's, it's a you know huge money that you are spending but for me here it is something happening kind of every day the kind of money we spend here on a daily basis it takes a lot of big chunk from your account but they don't get it they actually think that 1 lakh is a lot you can actually survive within 20 25000 in a month so it's a huge money for them so when they see the when they see the figure but in the reality it is not actually uh, my father actually you know chuckles somewhere on in front of their friends you know my younger son make this kind of money Wow. but i don't tell them all the time that what i'm doing that's wonderful yeah yeah i think all of us you know like most of the people in our generation face the same thing even i see my parents questioning a lot of my spending but they don't understand that it's important to me you know for them it's a waste of exactly. money exactly <laughs> like for them me that's what i was trying to say yeah me paying a 10000 you know subscription for a gym it just sounds horrendous to them yeah. can't you just go in a park for a run <laughs> why do you have to go to the gym but yes of course exactly <laughs> it's all uh, you know the it's all about the perspective actually they want to save their 20 minutes by walking we want to <laughs> you know reach there by paying 20 rupees that's roughly how living in a metro on your own looks like on a 1 lakh salary a big chunk of your money will go into rent bills and salaries of domestic helps commute is a major expense and you end up eating out quite often but the picture looks different when you live in a tier 2 or tier 3 city and stay with family debrub roy who has continued to work remotely from his hometown bhuvneshwar even after covid had covid has ended is an example he does not pay rent and for commute cost of living in bhuvneshwar is much lower compared to say bangalore or delhi so this gives debrub the room to spend on some luxuries that he really enjoys Hi Debru, welcome uh, to Money Not Mint Money. Hi Shipra, happy to be here. So uh, Debru, you know the one lakh salary figure—it's greatly desired. It's seen as a milestone for a successful career, and it is often even equated with status symbol. Do you agree to mm. this, or do you think that it's normal to earn this kind of money these days? It's not the norm yet, I would say. Um, like where I stay, uh, which is Bhuvneshwar, my hometown, um, it's probably. uh something that people look up to yes in like cities like bangalore delhi and ncr mumbai if you are working at a private company especially like in growth stage startups um i think it's becoming more and more common but again it has to be certain locations certain kinds of companies certain kinds of jobs i think it's easier uh it's become easier compared to maybe let's say 10 years ago to on 1 lakh rupee at my age which is 26 it probably was a norm to earn that much money at maybe 30 30 mid 30s or something uh, yeah so so it's a not the norm but happening uh, in certain cities and certain departments so to say yeah right 
So talk mm-hmm. a little about your finances. Uh, why don't you give me a breakup of how do you spend your salary towards you know different expenses like utilities and then there's aspirational spending, vacations, and some other things right. that you like to spend on. Right. Um. So because I stay at home, um, I don't have to pay rent. I might be moving soon, so that will increase. But for now, utilities like groceries and electricity bills and the sorts of bills that are sort of recurring. Uh, that will be around fifteen percent of my salary. Uh, I have loan to take care of, not my own family loan that was taken. That was around ten percent. Since uh, my capacity to spend increased, buy clothes a little more regularly. Um, shopping would be five percent. Eating out five percent. I like the only thing I really splurge on. I would say is staying in luxury hotels when I go out. So vacations take up five percent. Like not every month would be five percent. I can't take a vacation every month, so it'll add up to around over a period of three months, fifteen to twenty percent, right? And I invest for like long term on twenty percent, but I also have I'm a little paranoid about uh, not uh, doing anything stable. Uh, I'm I'm a little paranoid about finances, so I always keep twenty uh, percent of my salary as just just it's just there in the bank. And give some amount of money to my mother, uh, um, and that's that's pretty much it. I think rest would be like other stuff, Netflix subscriptions, petrol, right. and all of that. Yeah. Right. So I want to know know a little more about your savings. Um, when did you actively start saving? Was it something that you started with your first paycheck, or did you wait for your income to increase a bit? How was it? No, no, I had. No savings until last year, um, and I had a big hike um, around twenty, twenty uh, end, end of twenty twenty. So that's basically when I um, started saving even a little bit. I uh, I didn't think it was possible to save at my salary uh, before the pandemic when I was um, in a different field. I would say that I I, I did not earn enough. Uh, staying in a city like Bangalore, uh, where I have to I have to pay rent and all of that. Um, uh, yes, you can save. I know people who are saving to an extent, um, but I don't think it's it's really it really matters to save that five thousand rupees or whatever um, when you are twenty three, twenty four. Um, I think you should at least live some of your life with that newfound financial freedom mm-hmm. before you start thinking long term. I think a lot of uh, financial experts and financial planners are going to disagree with you because they're always saying how, you know, you don't have to wait for your income to increase to be able to save. But of course, I mean, well, I knew that I could um, save maybe five years down the line. Um, maybe I was naive, but touch wood, things have worked out. Uh, um, and again, like I said, I was in Bangalore. It's a pretty expensive city. If I was in Bhubaneswar with that same kind of salary, I would probably have saved something. But <clears throat> I was paying one third of my salary in uh, for rent, so I don't think it is just saving five thousand and not taking that one trip that you want to because you want to I don't know do something at twenty six. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't uh, agree with that. So you mentioned that you'll you'll soon be moving to a metro, right? Which city are you moving to? Bangalore. Okay, so I I am going to assume that 
you know you'll start paying rent and of course that's going to take up some some part of your salary so what plans do you have utilities will become 25% i believe um um so it will reduce like 5.5% each from my savings um i know you are trying to get to the part where i'm probably cutting down on my other spends but i, I again i don't uh, i'm not from that school of thought. again i i personally don't believe that you can become rich rich uh, by saving uh, honestly um uh, by investing uh, uh maybe some people do day traders people who are constantly into trading but by by just being a passive investor i don't think it's it's uh, a way to become rich rich um uh, to like you know to break that barrier of where your parents were to where you can be or your kids can be i don't think it's possible to break that barrier by these kind of investing methods if you really want to do that work in a growth stage startup take these steps um hope that uh, they are fruitful uh, those kind of radical uh, investment uh, not investment but those kind of radical uh, uh, ways i believe other ways you can actually uh, transcend that um barrier uh, financial barrier so you know if i have to ask you uh, what kind of lifestyle can one expect in a one lakh salary is it comfortable is it lavish borderline lavish but you know how is it what is your view it, it's comfortable i don't think it's uh, lavish um um not like it's lavish in a tier 3 city uh it cannot cannot be lavish in a, a metropolitan city um it's just too expensive um unless like you have ancestral wealth and house house in uh in in uh, those kind of cities right um it's it's not uh, lavish it's comfortable at best um, um people who are earning maybe half of me are living uh, end to end i believe like they're just 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 making um Uh, ends meet um, um and i will not say they are struggling but i don't think they are also able to make much out that salary right. um like i said it will be 5000 rupees that you save and over 10 years you can tell me better how much will they have <laughs> um yeah okay so you live in a small city So you know, is is your salary often a topic of discussion? How is it perceived in your friends and your relatives? Um, because most of my friends and relatives are uh, living in tier two, tier three cities, right? Um, um, at least my childhood friends and uh, school friends and college friends, um, they feel uh, obviously that, that that it's a it's a big deal, and so obviously it comes up in during topics of discussion and. people would often say that oh let him pay he has a lot of money um um and yeah i i actually don't mind um uh, paying and all of that i'm not complaining just saying that it's it it is constantly there as a topic um uh, people um uh, think that this guy has really made it made it um that's what the general feeling is um um taking that like a step step further people are people think that um i'm ready to settle down have have a wedding and you know have kids and because because i'm 26 but people feel that because i'm earning as much uh this is probably not the case with my <coughs> colleagues or people who uh, 
friends um, who are living in uh, tier one cities because they know the reality, right? right. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, they have that exposure to understand that. Uh, no, uh, sure, maybe people do. I mean, come on, people do marry at uh, much uh, less. Uh, what I'm saying is, really want to um, uh, have a stable sort of a career life and uh, everything. Uh, if you have want to have everything planned out, I think you need to wait it out. And uh, while yes, this is a topic of discussion here, it's not really that big of a deal there. That brings us to the end of today's episode. If you would like to know more about this topic or make a suggestion of a personal finance topic that you would like us to cover, I can be reached at Twitter under the username of Shipra Singh Sarath and on LinkedIn at Shipra Singh. Thank you for tuning in. See you in the next episode. This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.